Hey there, nerds. <laughs> Welcome to Nerd Sandwich. We're glad you're here. Uh, we're back with another episode and another host. It's me, Perrine, your humble recurring guest. Trying on my hosting pants today. <laughs> uh, so we have with us our unwavering hero, protector of the realm, John Contreras. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I was like, am I unwavering? I can't, I can't remember the last time I was unwavering. Yeah, I'm happy to be here, though. And we also have our master of the dark arts and business administration. And business. <laughs> yeah. Miles Green. I was like, I better get something like unwavering hero, because like that's pretty high rank right there. That's all I'm saying. Not protector of the realm. I'll take my master's in business administration and the dark arts. <laughs> yeah, so thanks for joining us. Uh, we have no direction for tonight, just chats about cool stuff that we've been into recently. So that's what you're here for. We love cool things too. And we all, we know, and we haven't had much time to catch up in general. Um, I think this is a good time to like really, you know, go into those things we haven't, you know, I, I've been dying to talk about things with people and I feel like I don't interact with enough people. <laughs> so. Seriously. So true. Yeah. Been busy. Mm-hmm. Miss you guys. So here's the opening. Nerd sandwich, comics, movies, nerd things, sandwiches. Woo woo woo. Cool. Well, yeah, here we are, right? Like, I think you're doing a great job. Yeah, I think I nailed that. Yeah, so first off, we all just recently watched the Snyder Cut, Justice League. <laughs> um, how, so what was everyone's uh, first reaction? <laughs> how you guys so feel like, about it? I, 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 really, I, I was actually really curious about why even like a Snyder Cut existed. Um, I, I didn't really, I didn't know the history behind it any of the movie Uh, because i haven't watched the i haven't watched the original um (laughs) so i can't make too many comments on it other than like i watched reviews and some you know various things about it um i'm and you know obviously i guess there's some level of spoilers for the snyder cut unless we won't i guess we how deep do we want to go into it actually this isn't a spoiler cast but you know just talk about what how you felt about it at the very least sure sure um you know i I, I don't I think the problem with it that I have is that it doesn't feel as connected. It feels so disjointed uh, at times, um, just because like you know it's it's there's where is the where are the segues into these characters, um, and that and that's I guess my big criticism. But I mean I think it's still a movie that it it, it accomplished what it was going out to do. Uh, and I think when you're going to compare, what I'm doing is comparing it to Marvel, and I think that's unfair. <laughs> you know, like also yeah. the problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I did. I did appreciate the additions, though, that I've that I've heard about, and I also watched clips of, um, and com- you know, comparing the two. Um, I think it's it's definitely a more, uh, I'll say, dramatic movie. Right? It's less quippy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we were talking about how, like, if we are comparing Marvel and DC, how 
it's cool how serious like uh, DC takes their heroes. Like everyone is considered like a god or next level heroes with abilities as opposed to Marvel where it kind of feels more like every, like the every man. Um, and so what's cool to have them have this, like hi- feel like this heightened, like on this heightened uh, status. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was cool to see like a serious version of uh, superheroes. Mm-hmm. It did. It, I agree with that. Yeah. It felt very epic and almost operatic in some ways at times with all the slow motion and like the heightened like cinematography with the way the light shines in and all the, you know, imagery. I remember like Man of Steel and how they had all this Jesus imagery for Superman, like religious, like God-like visuals and feelings and vibes. And I still kind of kept a lot of that for Justice League. And I don't know, it was nice comparing that to Marvel in that way, seeing that more dramatic, more serious take. I was actually pretty entertained, you know, like uh, I also didn't see the first, the original movie, because I heard it was so bad. And honestly, I just white watched this purely because of the hype. And so if that makes me I go marketing weakling, then so be it. <laughs> but like I was I wanted to see what the fuss was all about, especially when it's a four hour movie. And like, how much more can you add to a movie that sucked to make it like something different and <laughs> supposedly better? Yeah, and, two uh, hours more two hours more content, right? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and it's like I'm interested from just a, a meta perspective of like Hollywood, like green lighting, uh, basically a remake of the movie they've already made. Like how often does that happen? Um, so yeah, I wanted to support that and see what the director's vision was. And I think that ultimately what came together was like a pretty solid movie, like entertaining in terms of like the way a roller coaster is entertaining, fun, but fleeting. My, my um, thought with that, I was going to ask, did yeah. you watch all four hours at once or? <laughs> no. <laughs> definitely broke it up into gotcha. sessions, if you will. See, and I, I almost think it just would have been better two movies, you know, it's like um, I don't know, would it warrant two movies, but like, I feel like that's what they could have, like, that's how they could have made it more manageable. I guess it works yeah. because it's streamable. I've been kind of thinking about this, like, what this means for stream movies in the future because it, you know, they have to fit it within a certain amount of time frame to keep audiences coming to the theaters, but if this was a, it seemed like it was a huge success. I've had, I feel like everyone was talking about it that in my circles, even people who I didn't know were interested in superhero movies still watched it. And I just wonder if this kind of would encourage, um, you know, productions of more like longer movies because and like they can take their time with things. Cause I really felt like it, I didn't know what to expect when I watched it, but I felt like the extra time that they took were like paid off. Like it felt like more meaningful stuff. I was I was interested in my intention. I mean, I also watched it in sections, not all at once, but I felt like it worked. And I guess I'm curious how many other movies will do longer cuts if they're direct to stream. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, but then at what point is it now? Like, you know, I, uh, I mean, I feel like Sonic the Hedgehog did it first. Like, <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he wow. was how many times would you say that? <laughs> right. He's, he, he got there faster, you know, because um, <laughs> they remade him. I, from what I understood, the mo- it seemed like the movie was practically done. Um, and then there, the, you know, the, the, his how he looked originally. I mean, it looked awful, to be honest. Like it looked absolutely awful. Um, it looked scary almost, but like the original Sonic movie that with Jim Carrey, 
<laughs> yeah, you mean that homunculus that, that they were working yeah. with? Yeah. And now and then they made him just look like the video game. And I was like, oh, yeah, that, that's a lot more manageable. It just looks, it's easy, legitimately easier on the eyes. Um, so I feel like when fans do this kind of like reaction thing, I, I think it's a good thing. My thought is a Snyder cut, like that, the whole idea is that there were, you know, I mean, I guess there was some really interesting political drama happening with the director and everything, like all that, the role. But at what point is, again, two hours additional part of the movie? Um, at what point does that warrant like now this now that this universe is completely different, right? Like this is now there's now there's a Snyderverse or something now, more or less. Yeah. Mm. They want to restore it. Like at that point, I kind of want to go back to Batman versus Superman. Give me the original vision for that then. Cause that movie was not as great either. Um, but I wonder what, you know, <laughs> I wonder how much you can, how much of a, an excuse will that can be for any movie that's bad. Mm. Yeah, right. Oh, the director didn't want that. Uh, release the director's version. Like, how often? Yeah. If the fandom's big enough, maybe. If it makes money. Like, I mean, I feel like this Justice League, the Snyder Cut, actually, I don't. I mean, I don't know what the streaming numbers were, or how successful this was in terms of money for, like, you know, Warner or whatever DC. But like, if it was huge, this could be the beginning of a of a wave. Of fandom controlled projects, I guess. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I am curious Wait, about what was specifically different about the two versions. I mean, I know none of us have seen the original, but uh, I'm wondering what they decided to like, what kind of decisions they made to make them different. It does there have to be I mean, a whole- kind of different universe? Like, are there big differences you guys have heard of? Totally I mean, again. there's like characters. There are characters that aren't present in the original. Oh, um, yeah, like in whole. I mean, did you? I don't know if you've seen the comparison. There's, there's a video on YouTube. Like they they show all the changes that happen, like the direct changes, not not the additions necessarily only, but like scenes that were greatly altered. Mm. Um, one of which, I mean, is how how Steppenwolf looks. Uh, he looks significantly cooler. I mean, a lot so more cool. CGI'd. Yeah, he looks so much he better. Looks very cool. Um. You know, and then there's Dark Side, and then there's other, you know, just other characters that weren't weren't there. Um, so, like to me, it's like I don't know. They, they, I can see they had a better, a stronger, greater vision for the for the movie and for the universe that they were creating. But yeah, again, like at this point, like you need more movie. You can't. There's only so much you can do in one movie. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like they tried to do a speed run of what the Avengers buildup was. You know, everyone had their own movies or parts in other movies and then built up to a conclusion with Avengers and this just like they put it all in a four hour movie instead and it's like an interesting choice and it almost worked out for him but it's still missing that little bit of chemistry and history at least mm-hmm. for me it was that way like I just didn't feel them as a team the way that I feel the Avengers as a team the relationships you know they don't feel like friends in Justice League or even or even enemies really they just kind of feel like just people that are brought together in some sense and maybe because it's their first time, but like, I don't know. I feel like other team up superhero movies have done a better job at nailing that camaraderie. Right. Yeah, I agree. Every mm-hmm. time Batman like said something about let's do this together, it kind of fell flat for me because I just didn't feel it like that. Mm-hmm. I heard that they also said mother box a lot in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Ooh, that is. 
out of context, that's a very sexual term. <laughs> that's all, that's all I'm <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure what I said now. <laughs> <laughs> Is that she showed me her mother box last night. And I'm, <laughs> yeah, gotcha. I understand now. Uh, well, a lot of people saw said mother box in the movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> Drinking game. Uh, my oh, other yeah. complaint, I think, would be the CG at times. I feel like Stefan Wolf looked super cool. And there were, you know, I had a lot of fun with the fights, especially uh, the Wonder Woman stuff. Man, I had a great time with uh, um, the Amazons and everything. Um, but the CG was rough sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was completely, I just didn't, I. So like I get again, I'm comparing, and I don't know, I can't stop it. You know, Thanos I thought looked great, like a good combination of CGI and like, you know, live action. You know, like I feel like they did a good, um, they they, they placed him in a world that seemed believable for him to exist in. Mm-hmm. Um, Dark side, uh, on the other hand, um, I don't know. He, I I felt I felt like I was like watching a cutscene from Injustice. Uh, <laughs> Um, nice. It just, it just, it just didn't seem, it just didn't seem believable to me. Like, it, I mean, I know it's the Snyder cut, so I'm sure there were some levels of like it wasn't entirely completed. Maybe I don't know. Um, it just felt like another, another robot monster thing. You know, like it wasn't a person. Mm. That's that's how I felt. Yeah, I get that. I personally was put off by Cyborg, like. The whole movie, just looking at Cyborg CGI, is just so bad. Like it just that horrible fusion of like live action and like CG. Every time I look at him, I can just see like these green screen pasted on like looking robot parts, mm-hmm. and it just like always looked bad. And like the neon lights of the blue and the the red eye and stuff. I'm like I know that's what he's supposed to look like, but like y'all couldn't, I don't know, do something better, smooth it out a little bit. It just always feels like a man in a suit or something like that. I don't know. I couldn't get past it. Mm-hmm. But the Steppenwolf stuff, like Steppenwolf's armor and the way that it moved and shifted and shined. Oh, gorgeous. It's like, where were they directing the budget? I'm just so interested on like what gets <laughs> appropriate amount of extra time and what doesn't. Right. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, because Steppenwolf looked cool. Like he looked way cooler. But yeah, outshined. You know, Preen, speaking of the Amazon, I mean, uh, for like uh, of Wonder Woman and the Amazons. Like there's this one scene that I saw, the, like a comparison, and I thought it was pretty funny. How like she saves like a group of young women or something, like orphans. I don't know, not sure what she. Are did. the ones from the exactly. bank, or is it totally different? Yes, mm-hmm. the bank. Yeah, they're on a field trip or something. Some and then like orphans. she like straight up murders. <laughs> she straight up murders everyone there. Um, like blood and guts on the walls and stuff, and then the little girl comes up to her and like, I want to be just like you. <laughs> well that happens in the in the Snyder cut too which is funny like you can kill anyone you want to kill a scene for them pretty traumatized I would think <laughs> I would think too but hey she was inspired yeah I mean the blood. floor of the bank that they were on literally just blew up she blew up the whole floor when she did that bracelet thing <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to be just like yeah <laughs> that girl's dark <laughs> Yeah, I loved okay. the, uh, the like being with the Amazons. That whole fight, 
it was cool from a fight perspective, like direction where there was like a chase sequence, like he was trying to chase the mother box as they were running away. Um, but it was also just heartbreaking. Like all of the Amazons are like sacrificing themselves to protect this mother box. And then like, it doesn't really work. And uh, it was just a really cool scene. I had a lot of fun with, with the direction and choreography and, and just like the effort that they were putting into to protect that thing. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chase sequences in a movie this large, really cool. Like I enjoyed that. Like just the, the keep the game of keep away. <laughs> it felt like infinity war, like the first part of like uh, before end game, you know, like, when everyone was just struggling to survive this like horrible bad guy. And like, that is just when these superhero movies for me are at their best. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <clears throat> you know, I think the movie, the, like, I'm glad it came out overall. Like I'm glad like we were able to kind of find out what the real vision is. Um, you know, it doesn't convince me that the DCEU whatever is going to be like catch up to the Marvel universe necessarily, but you know, it, it makes me happy that there's still investment in it. Like, there's, I guess, it might reinvigorate it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, I'm glad people liked it, ultimately, because the last thing I wanted was another chorus of fanboys upset about the Snyder yeah. Cut. Yeah, poor like, DC fans. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard out here. Well, so <sighs> any final thoughts about Snyder Cut or... Nah, I nailed it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, we get we got all, saw that all is the a mother definitive <laughs> take on the Snyder cut. Yeah, we saw all the mother boxes we needed. <laughs> yeah, so moving on to uh, other things that we've watched. Um I personally <laughs> just started this anime that I feel like just had a super fun opening. Like this the setup is just super unique. And so, wait, what? Wait, wait a minute. We got to prep everyone appropriately for this. All right, guys, now check this out. Now, I know she's the host and stuff, but I just wanted to make sure that we like had this proper context. We're going we're gonna to start a new show, a new segment on the show <laughs> <laughs> that John is going to be part of. I know, right? Like applause. Yes. Um, a new segment on the show where we sell, we pitch a show to John <laughs> or, or an idea. <laughs> it's <to> always John. <laughs> it's gotta be John. <laughs> He's the hardest sell of all of right. us. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never, I never try anything unless someone recommends it once. And recommends it well. <laughs> <laughs> so like Perrine, Perrine's going to have a mo- Mad Men moment. She's going to pitch <laughs> Inuyashiki to John. <laughs> oh, or at least that's what we want to start doing. <laughs> Well, yeah, boy, do I have a show to pitch you. <laughs> right, so this is Inuyashigi, uh, currently streaming on Amazon Prime. And, like, disclaimer, I've only watched two episodes, which I do feel like is important to say because this is written by the same guy, the same mangaka, Hiroa Oku. He also wrote Gantz, which is also a oh, jaw-droppingly bizarre crazy series that i personally would never recommend to anyone (laughs) i'll just like let them find that show (laughs) on their own in their own path um so i am like cautious (laughs) recommending this show because i don't know what happens after the second episode but it did have a really fun setup but anyway the main protagonist uh is an old man (laughs) named inuyashiki and uh 
yeah, he's just an old man who is grappling with like loneliness. He seems like he's friendless and his family sucks. Um, his family like doesn't just hate him, which I think would somehow be better in this situation. They just don't even acknowledge his existence or care about him at all. Um, you know, he's hardworking. He has kind of a large heart, it seems. He like buys this home for them and provides for them and they just don't really seem to care or acknowledge his existence or seem grateful about anything. Um, but early on in the first episode, he does find like a spark of happiness and companionship by finding this stray dog on the street. Um, he like loves dogs and bonds with it immediately and brings it home and his family shits all over it, of course, like <laughs> dirty oh, no. and like saying oh, no. he should keep it, but he promises he'll take care of it in his room and he's happy and he likes to go on walks with his dog and everything. Um, but this happiness doesn't last long because shortly after he's diagnosed with terminal cancer and is told that he only has a few months left to live. And <laughs> Oh no. Yeah. So oh, his no. universe starts to kind of crumble around him as he's like coming to terms with this and processing it. And it's made even worse by him calling one by one his two children and his wife who just don't even like pick up the phone or care. Um, like they show, they like cut to the kids and they're like at school living their lives and like their phone lights up and it's him and they're just like, ah, nah, not dealing with that. <laughs> so he just like, <laughs> sadly. Oh, you, if you could see the frown, if you could see the frown on my face that that, as you said that, I was like, oh it's man. really heartbreaking. <laughs> Especially how kind. He's like, he has like this very soft voice and he's just like a very pleasant, like old man. Like it just makes you feel sad. I just want to give him a hug. He, yeah, he, and like every time they don't answer, he's just like, oh. <laughs> and then he walks home and like enters his home and he's like, doesn't tell anyone. Like he decides to just, you know, they're, they're just doing their own thing. I'll, you know, I'll just keep this to myself. Um, so he ends up like taking his dog for a walk, you know, his best friend and goes to like this park and just, he completely breaks down. He's like embracing this dog and crying on it. And the dog's just, you know, being a good boy. <laughs> oh, this is breaking my heart. Just hearing you talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> but then an explosion occurs, um, at this park it just so happens that the very spot that he's sitting a extraterrestrial spaceship just collides with the earth and explodes killing him instantly and this other young gentleman that's with him that's like he's just standing next to him like like a little ways away completely unrelated um but it kills them both and and what amuses me as like the <laughs> two most irresponsible extraterrestrials I've probably seen <laughs> in recent media. You get a conversation between the two <laughs> aliens that just smash into him. And they're apparently in a huge hurry because they're like, crap, we just killed these two earthlings. Like, man, we got to go. Like, what should we do? And the other one's like, man, just reconstruct them. Like, let's just do this. And so we can get out of here. And the other one's like, I got nothing to, to like reconstruct them with. What are you talking about? And he's like, just, just use the thing. And they're like, the thing, like, this is this is a weapon that could destroy the entire earth. And he's like, just do it. Like, just fix them. Like, we got to go. 
So they reconstruct their bodies with this alien technology and they just take off. They just get out of here. <laughs> so then uh, the old man, Inuashiki, wakes up and doesn't remember anything. But he feels great. He feels like nice, like feels young again, except he's really thirsty. So he has to like constantly drink and eats to like try and feel better. But otherwise, he feels kind of nice. And he goes back home with his dog. And, you know, his wife yells at him about the dog and whatever, but business as usual, you know, and he's in his room and all of a sudden his arm opens up. I think like the dog, it's maybe set off by the dog or something, but his arm just opens and like weapons come out of it or what you see, what I think is a weapon. <laughs> and uh, also just all this like gray goo just splatters all over the wall and is ejected from him and it's like all the food that he just ate and he's realizing like wow this is not my regular body and his body is just all messed up. <laughs> yeah he's like, he's like checking his body out and he touches a button on his chin because you know he can just feel all these like computer technology parts inside of him and what i realized is a new body horror <laughs> uh phobia of mine his face just opens up. And if you can imagine, like, you know, your point of view you've had your whole life of just looking straight ahead out of your eyes. <laughs> his face is like, his face yeah. like <laughs> opens and is tilted down. So now, like, his, his point of view is just, like, facing down towards the ground. I don't know why I'm so specifically describing this. It just really horrified me. And he looks, like, out of the side of his eye into a mirror that shows his whole body just opened up all the different compartments that he now has just opened up and you see all the computer parts inside. And you also see that he doesn't have a brain because his whole head is opened up too. Um, oh. <laughs> and instead of his brain, it's oh. just like this like motherboard thing. <laughs> and he's horrified, obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, he now is this like supercomputer with a human exterior. Like his exterior looks totally normal, but inside it's all all just like this extraterrestrial technology. Not only that, but really powerful, like a lot of weapons and stuff. And we also heard from the aliens that it could actually destroy the whole earth. And so, um, as I said, his heart is like huge and you know, he's a nice person. And so we shall see what he does with this new body. But he does seem, he has like this uh, ability to hear a lot of things around him. And I think he can like zero in on certain voices. So he does seem to want to use it like for good and be like a hero. Um, in fact, he saves someone later in that episode and just breaks down crying because he finally saved someone. It, it seems like it was such an important thing to him to do because he thought he was going to die. And like, he just, he saves this guy and he's just brought to tears at like the moment of it and like the impact it has on him. Now, I also watched a second wow. episode, <laughs> which focuses on the other guy that also was there that night in the park. And I won't go on much further, wow. but this guy seems to be the opposite of this man and just seems to be pretty much a psychopath. And so I'm just, I'm interested in where it goes from here, these two forces with such a extreme uh, level of technology and uh, kind of seems like anything could happen. We don't really know the full extent to this technology yet at all. Um, but it was just a wild ride of a first episode and really <clears throat> a second episode too. But 
again, disclaimer, this is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> um, was, no. When I say a psychopath, I'm not speaking lightly about that. So <laughs> if you can stomach uh, some pretty horrifying stuff, it seems like a really interesting premise. Um, very bizarre. I've been for a while. Right? Wow. See, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I wasn't, like, the way you started out, like, an old man and all that, I was like, ah, sounds boring, sounds like it's going to be some dude that, <laughs> like, a snore, sad snore fest, you know, like, but, like, I appreciate this crazy, ridiculous direction <laughs> that it's going in. Uh, I, I don't know what this is about. At you the, know, at me this <laughs> But, man, that's not, that sounds really interesting. Um, I... So how, how how grotesque is it? Like, is it like really really bad? Like, is it like, can you should you not eat while you're watching it, or is it like gross and like it's just super it's, violent and gory? You know, the second the episode second, is what makes latter. me so nervous to even talk about the show because they, you know, if that's the second episode, I wonder where they're gonna take it beyond that because they have to really. It's like the first episode, like you said your first instinct is to think that it's boring because this guy's so nice. He's so wholesome. He just loves his family. He just wants to save someone, you know, like he just wants to have a purpose before he dies. But this, so the second episode setting up the complete opposite of him should, should be enough to tell you like, it's violent. Like this, this guy is, I don't, I could never understand this man's point of view of the second guy. Um, but it's not, it's not like a mm -hmm. gross, like, in that kind of way yet but it does seem like it will it, it it's by the same guy that wrote has cans, a potential and I don't know if you know much about gans but yeah i i know enough about gans that i haven't i've i've kind of chosen not to watch i want to but i've chosen to i i, I need to definitely, be in the right kind of state definitely. of mind <laughs> be, yeah, um, you, um and like yeah yeah i mean oh, go ahead that like children are harmed in the making of this movie. I mean, you know, <laughs> children are harmed in this show. <laughs> I was like, I probably shouldn't say that. Not true. But, uh, you know, children are harmed. Uh, I do feel like, you know, <laughs> there's no limit for what could happen. Disclaimer, <laughs> children were not harmed in the making blood. of this, but. Uh, yes, this is animated, animated. in children's yes, blood. Yes, ink is. <laughs> <laughs> computer computer grip generated blood oh my yeah, gosh maybe it's not um, a yeah, total pitch for like everyone to watch but it's just like something that has stood out to me as such an interesting setup in a while um i felt like i had to talk about it but do not hold me no, responsible I, I for anything it. beyond episode two oh my gosh no i think i think i will watch it i probably won't watch it soon um, just because I have so much on my list, but I mean, I I I, cause I I remember seeing the notes when you texted. I thought you said Inu Yasha. Right. I thought you were just going to pitch Inu. Yasha. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's weird. <laughs> um, gosh, no, but I think I, I I definitely think that especially content like that that's really grotesque and I'll even say difficult to digest and watch. Um, I think there's a sweet place in that for all of us. Like we're kind of like uh, exercising our our emotional muscles in a way, like you know, experiencing different things that are so outlandish, outrageous, and whatever else that you know you kind of need to get it out. Yeah. In my opinion, 
uh, I, I maybe I might be speaking too soon to, before I really engage in all the content, <laughs> you know. But but I do think that you know that there there is value in all. In, in, I mean, if it was animated, someone thought there was reasons to have this be animated. You know what I mean, or yeah. to be created. So like, I, I'd, yeah, yeah, I fully agree with that, and I think that that has never been clearer in than in the for me than in the work of this particular like artist like Hiroya Oku or whatever his name is I'm sorry if I butchered it like because I read Gantz and like I can say after having finished it that I think I I think I loved it (laughs) I really enjoyed my time with it but it is also some of the darkest most depraved stuff that I have read in manga and this reminded me like Yunayashiki reminded me of that certain level of darkness and apathy because i don't know he's just able to capture this specific darkness in people and in society and in our interactions and like there's a certain nihilism in his works that i feel like hasn't been touched on in other pieces of media that i've seen and that was necessary for me to understand that emotion or understand this like Mm -hmm. of of humanity you know absolutely no i i I feel that you know because like you know, I, I don't I don't ever wish any type of harm or, you know, particular emotional trauma on anyone. Um, and I think one of the ways that you can you know, learn to gain empathy is by, you know, maybe watching. Like not obviously no. this isn't where you start out <laughs> if you're trying to learn empathy. But, you know, but if you're if you're if you're open enough to, like, engage in this content, of course, you can. I would love to watch things that are just so tragic and traumatic for a character or you know based off a real life story whatever like you there's still lessons in that you know there's and so i'll you know i'll give it the the good old john will watch this eventually (laughs) uh, and i'll come up with a spectrum for later like i'll get like uh you know definitely i'm gonna watch it today or definitely not gonna watch it ever or (laughs) definitely watch this eventually i'll take it okay (laughs) i also little nervous about right, sounds good it's <laughs> even bringing this up into the, the universe but <laughs> no i i support this it gets the mild stamp of approval the dark stamp covered <laughs> oh. in children's blood if anything the guy like the main oh, character i at least believe in him like just seeing his reaction to saving someone is it you know we've all had you know that i mean i don't know about all of us but you know, like to have that impact on someone or to save someone. And I just really want to see him do well. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I love this segment. I, I look forward to more <laughs> recommendations. Yeah, it's uh, 12 episodes on Amazon Prime now, and it is, is... Uh, currently finished. I mean, oh, I don't know if that's they... the whole story, but that's season one at least. Gotcha. I, I, I've been looking for more uh, completed mm. series that are short right so in other things we've been watching john you've been watching the harley quinn show yeah i thought that was actually a good transition it's it's pretty gruesome (laughs) speaking of dark and gruesome yeah it gets the harley quinn show on hbo max and it's on hbo for a reason (laughs) um they it's porn uh no not it's not like that no it's not okay well, they, the, the the topics that they discuss and some of the things they they just do, I think it's hilarious. It's like it's it's meant to be a comedy. There's some good action too, but that's I'm not there for that personally. Like I, I get my action other places, but they got some cool stuff going on. More or less, 
Harley Quinn is uh, uh, learning her self worth as a as a villain, as a as a as a woman, as as a we'll call her like sidekick to the Joker. She's like learning her true worth and value. So um, yeah, she splits up with him after he's disrespected her one too many times and is now trying to go big and be like a big villain <clears throat> on her own, a super villain as uh, as she <laughs> likes to say. Um, wackiness ensues though. Like you really don't need to know much about the Batman uh, universe really. Like, or, you know, any of the, the like any of the real um, backstories, the characters, because it, it all kind of fills you in enough. Um, if you're generally aware of Batman, like the world stuff, like you'll be fine. But man, is it funny. Like they talk about like, <laughs> Like you know, uh, like they talk about like uh, the glass ceiling for uh, for female villains. Like you know, if you get too high, if you get too above the male villains, they start to look down on you, and then they they put you in your place, and you never rise again. And stuff like that. So it's really interesting. <laughs> um, wow, the patriarchy and the villain. <laughs> no, absolutely. They talk. Wow. They, they talk. They, they and she's like, you know, because uh, Harley had done something. And then they, they were reporting it on the news and saying like how she set back uh, female villain, the female villain movement, like years. They said they, they set it back because she did something like she hurt children or something like we're better than that. You know, as villains, <laughs> as women, we are better than that. <laughs> um, and they do some really interesting things like that. So it, it's, it's really comedic. They, they swear a lot. So it's not it's not a kid's show. It is for sure not a, a kid's show at all. Um. Yeah, yeah. It, it it has me cracking up where I'm like laughing out loud, saying like, "What? Like this is just so funny. Like, wh- wh- who wrote this? This is so well written. Um, like, yeah. thank you. Like, this this is good comedy. Um, this sounds really exciting. Like, yeah, like Bane. Kind of- oh, go ahead. You- oh yeah. No, please go ahead. You. No, it's because like Bane is in it. Where um um well a lot of villains are. Bane, Penguin, and other characters. There's a point where, and I don't want to go spoil too much of it, because but like it's really like just clip worthy too. Like there's just like short parts of it where you, you could just have a good laugh. Um, <laughs> they go to this. Harley decides to because she wants to go join the Legion of Doom because uh, that's the big that's the big group, Thank you know. So she, yeah, she was, she finds out uh, she goes into Joker's calendar. And finds out like, oh, he's going to a Legion of Doom party that day. I'm gonna crash it, and I'm gonna show the Legion of Doom just how tough I can be. And anyway, she didn't read the whole invite. It's actually a a, a bar mitzvah um, for the penguins. Yeah, for the penguins nephew. Um, she really and yeah, and it's that. just it's just <laughs> wild. Yeah, it, it was, and she shows up and she's like ready to like do stuff and you're like, you know, you know what the bar mitzvah, right? And like, <laughs> but, but she's like looking around, like it's like the typical banquet, and then she sees like kids over here, old people over here, and the Legion of Doom sitting at one table just chilling, like. like what are you doing here? <laughs> and it is just, it is just like a laugh fest, and like just so yeah, funny. That's um, yeah. What yeah, make cameos. Uh, a, a good amount. I've only watched the first five episodes. I think there's two seasons. Uh, I don't know how many episodes in one season, but uh, Have Batman. You seen Batman. Yep. Okay. Bat- Batman's in it. Robin. Uh, Superman showed up. Um, 
there's a, there's a part where, where so um i'm sorry i'm i'm i'm, I'm laughing because it's such dark humor and i can't, i don't want to talk about some of them yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, there's a part where aquaman is like watching the uh like uh, the news are like something's happening on the news and he's like on the toilet and it's just like little dumb things like that like he's in underwater <laughs> in the toilet it's just it's ridiculous no, that's okay. great. <laughs> yeah so i don't know if you, you know i'm not crazy about harley quinn like I, I i think she's a great character um but this this series is is i think such it's so refreshing that sounds refreshing wow yeah I, yeah i want to give that a shot you know like i don't like senseless uh vulgarities my like i have a i don't like when people swear for the sake of swearing because oh that's cool you know i think when there's a there's an effective way to capture like when people are so shocked that they need to swear like they need to say like and uh you know the f word i don't i don't can we i I guess we swear on this because we're explicit you know (laughs) know, like but there's one character like when characters like they f-bomb um, it's just, it just, it feels like real and genuine. Like people are like, what the fuck, Harley? <laughs> you know, like or something. <laughs> like some kind of outrageous moment. So highly, yeah, like it's, it's such a fun show. Highly recommend. Um, yeah. Th- 20 minute show. Just like, you know, can't get enough of those. Oh yeah. yeah it nice and short and sweet. Dope. I would like to watch mm-hmm. it. Oh yeah. Um, and seeing Joker, uh, be like jealous and stuff. It's funny. And this is it's animated. Funny. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and I think it has a pretty pretty unique art style as well. So it's it's fun. Definitely yeah, I, under. I haven't heard anything about it until you. It's strange. Yeah, I want to know about the Flashpoint thing, the paradox, you know, because that's kind of what started the whole like comics timeline, right? They like rebooted everything with Flashpoint, and. Yeah, I would love to just be on the ground floor for that and just kind of build up my knowledge from there. I'm so weak yeah. in my DC knowledge, and it's a shame. It's my <laughs> it's my fault as a nerd. It's it's definitely like a fun place to start too. I think because I think when I first started reading comics, that was one of the first ones I got. Actually, was the Flashpoint um, collection, and I loved it because of how how outrageous it was and I didn't understand everything that was happening, but I think that's how you were supposed to feel. Um, and flash is such a fun character, you know, um, Wally yes. West. He's, he's great. Or Barry Allen. I think I like Barry Allen more um, for sure, but yeah, no, well, flashpoint is, is Barry Allen. Okay. Good to know, because I don't even, I can't even tell you the difference between Wally West and Barry Allen right now, because I don't know that much. <laughs> I just know their names. Like, I know Hal Jordan, and I know freaking uh, John Stewart for the Green Lantern, but I couldn't tell you yeah. the difference between them either. Every time I think of DC, my, one of my favorite scenes I, that I just randomly found on YouTube, like Lex Luthor and Flash, I guess, switched bodies at some point. I don't know why. I don't know how. Um, but they switched bodies, and Lex in Flash's body and he had his powers and everything. He's like, you know, at the very least I could find out who the Flash is and then I'll know. And he runs to the, like a bathroom and looks like takes off his mask and he looks at himself and he's like, <laughs> I have no idea who you are. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a fun time for sure. 
on a related note, and as John already said, Miles, you've been watching Invincible. 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 Do you like it? Oh, wow. This show. I'm surprised, honestly. I mean, like I said, well, that's not what I said. (laughs) (laughs) But I have been getting kind of uh, grinded down by superhero entertainment lately. You know, you kind of get the same kind of ideas enough times in a row that, like, it kind of wears on you. But this was really refreshing, I had to say. Um, This is on Amazon Prime, uh, and it is an hour long, which is interesting for an animated show. Every every episode is, is, you know, well, 45 minutes, but, you know, it's an hour time block. Yeah. And, like, that's surprising for animation, but not the point that I'm making here. Uh, This is uh, by Robert Kirkman, the guy who did the Walking Dead comic. So like, yeah. this is what he left Walking Dead to do. Like after, like, and I'm like interested in. I was interested in that alone because I read the first volume of the Walking Dead compendium and I really loved it. Thought it was really yes. good, as opposed yes. to the show, which we won't talk about. Um, yes, and the this, yeah, I wanted to see what his vision was for this. He has a big hand in this show as opposed to the Walking Dead show. So like, you know, he was very involved in all of its process. And what this is, is a show about the son of essentially a Superman-like character. His name is Omni-Man. Um, he has like all the Superman powers. He's from like another planet. He came here and he's the guardian of the earth. And, you know, just all around good guy, strongest superhero of all the people, even though it's a world that is filled with superheroes. They have their own analog to the Justice League. They have their own superhero kind of, you know, infused society where people have careers and whatnot. And so this is, we're following the son of that person. And so he hasn't developed his powers yet because he is, you know, he is a, a half Superman, half Omni-Man, you know, type thing. Cause his, uh, his mother is just a regular human, just like us. So he, his powers haven't developed yet. And his dad is like, okay, at puberty, you're going to get your powers or whatever like that. It's usually around 16, 17. It'll come. Maybe you're just a late bloomer. And he's like, oh, no, dad, I'm worried about it. And like the whole time, they're like super supportive. Like um, one of the things that's super noticeable about the show is how great, at least I feel like the parenting is. Um, they handle all of his problems with a lot of sensitivity and they are just really nice and caring and loving what? parents that just want to see their child like win. How does and... that work? <laughs> I don't know. It's just nice. <laughs> in terms, it's, It was refreshing right. in terms of a 2021 perspective where it's not like, you never understand me, dad. You never, I don't want to be or like you. Just <laughs> it's just yeah. like, they just sit and listen. Yeah. Yeah. And no one's dead either. The mom is not really just dead. <laughs> um, yeah. And like they even even the mom and dad, just uh, you know, they kiss each other in the house in front of their son. Or like they're open about their their love and relationship. And so like it's a very healthy, healthy family dynamic, healthy relationship dynamic. And so he's just watching these wholesome moments and seeing what, you know, this world is like. That's what the first episode is, just an introduction to what this world that they live in is like, what um, who Omni-Man is, where he comes from, the ju- their Justice League type equivalent. And like the kind of dangers that they face, and uh, their son, I think his name is Mark, learning about his powers because they do finally come in, and his dad is all like, you know, all oh, good for you, son. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. Blah, blah, blah. And then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. At the end, 
and I, I feel bad for even talking about this, but that's how it's part of talking about the show. At the end, some very... Wait, wait, wait. End, end, end of the series? <laughs> wait, end, no, of the... No, end of the episode. End of the very first episode. Some very brutal things start happening, and Omni-Man does a lot of unsavory things. <laughs> Let's just say that some horror, like, the show takes a really dark turn. I, I don't want to spoil it. I don't feel good about spoiling it. But, like, it takes a very, very dark turn. And then, like, the show becomes this mystery about yeah. Omni-Man. And so, like, simultaneously is a coming-of-age story about his son, but it is also a mystery about Omni-Man and, like, what his yeah. motivations are. I'll say that wow. much. I think that the first episode has enough. If you're not hooked after the first episode, then I don't know what to tell you at that point because that sells the whole idea of the show and whatever the comic is going for. But ever since after that episode, like, you know, like I was hooked, but like every every episode after that has been continuously like interesting and keeping me hooked and furthering that mystery and furthering that, that story. And the coming of age part is not to be something that puts the side either because I've really enjoyed the time and dedication that they put into a, to showing that aspect of being a teenager, growing up, not understanding your body, like talking to girls, like figuring out relationships, figuring out your identity. Like, I think they handle that with a lot of grace and carefulness that isn't too tropey or too like stereotypy. And like, I don't know, it feels like it captures like modern youth pretty well. And I've just been having a really great time. Like I do this, like I watch this show before I, I work in the mornings and it just like really pumps me up for the day. Yeah, that sounds, so like, it's great. It sounds like, I've wow. enjoyed uh, some superhero type me. stuff that's come out, like The Boys, which is kind of like a deconstruction of superheroes. But this sounds like it's just re- like just refreshing in general. It's not even a deconstruction. It just sounds like uh, just awesome. I'm interested. Yeah. It's at least mm. partly a deconstruction because like, you know, there's some jokey parody elements where they're like making fun. There's like they have this fake <laughs> Batman equivalent. <laughs> He's kind of funny in his own way. And they have this Wonder mm. Woman equivalent and, you know, things like that. And they do poke a lot of fun at different superhero ideas that have, you know, existed throughout all of time with superhero fiction. And the, the show has a lot of comedic heart, too. Like, I don't want to make it seem like it's all just drama coming of age. But, you know, there's a lot of comedy punctuated moments as well. And I just I think it's for everybody. I think there's a little Is something the, for you like the relationships between the everyone, like the camaraderie. Is it good? Yeah. I mean, I feel really good at. Yeah, I feel really good about it. In Is terms it family of, friend, family uh, friendly? Oh, no, 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 not even a little bit family friendly. Well, the art looks like it, at least from what I've seen. Yeah, I, that is all very... I feel like the art style and the way that the show presents itself marketing-wise makes it feel like it makes you it disarms you it makes you think that it's going to be one thing like almost like the dc animated universe which is why you would i could see why you would put the two together in that sense it feels like the dc animated universe but then it goes in a very dark direction and like that is what made it i was like whoa (laughs) and i'm not saying i need darkness and violence i just think that it was a very unique perspective to take on what i was uh initially expecting wow i think it paid off I, I think that That's, this is an interesting new, like, new superhero, like one that is that I do not know anything about. Like, I and I just feel really good about that. That it doesn't have an, like seventy-five years of history backing it up. You know, this is a new IP, which I think is always nice to have because, like, sometimes, yeah, like when you dive into something like Marvel or DC and it, and it, or anything that's been established for so long, it just it sometimes feels hard to start. 
you know, where do you start? Where can I be? But something fresh and new and yeah. an hour long. I mean, I don't know. That's, that's cool with me. Well, this has been a dark first half. Well, it's more than half, but I guess we'll take a break, take a breather, and then we'll come back and talk about some games. We are back with our lighter segment, video games. <laughs> so, video games. I love video so games. first up, we have <laughs> Metal Gear Acid Two, which John has been into recently. Yeah, I love it. Um, PSP classic. I don't, know, I don't know if you know. For all of those of you that are at home, yeah, PSP classic. Um, if you love Metal Gear but you also yes. love card games, then this is the game for you. <laughs> I'm one of those I'm things. the other. I feel like Miles and I are opposite. I'm um, the card games. You love card games? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Metal Gear. Oh, my. It's, so the, the story is uh, it's different. It's uh, I don't know what's happening quite yet. Um. But, yeah, so, like, I, I'm, not, I'm not playing it for the story, though. I love that card game action. <laughs> I love the <laughs> so I love uh, I love the first Metal Gear Acid, uh, but my, I, I've criticized it a few times with various people in life. I almost feel like I should make a review of it because that <laughs> doesn't really exist. Like nobody's out there <laughs> reviews for this game, um, and not, yeah, no any not any nuanced reviews at least. But like the first one was just so slow. At times, and like the quality of life, things would come up where I'm like, "Come on!" Like, I, I my turn ended like you know so long ago. Like the my backlight on my PSP is going to, is turning off because the turn is taking so long. Uh, but luckily, in this game, they they've made everything so much faster. The art style is different, um, and like everything just functions a little like they, they, I feel like they learned from their mistakes in the previous one. Um, yeah, but I, I highly recommend it. It's just like a, a like a legitimately like it's it is a fun card game where you get cards, you create your own deck. Uh, various cards do various things. Like you have weapons that you equip, or you have weapons that you use automatically. You have traps that you can set. You have flamethrowers. You have you have everything um, that's in the Metal Gear universe. Um, and yeah, and and you can you just go through the, the levels, accomplishing various tasks. But there's an arena mode as well where you just fight random, like you know, random scenarios. That's what I'm excited for because, like, I don't know. I like, I like, I really like the card games. Like, I was playing like a um, Steam World Hand of Gilgamesh. That's a really fun card game, and that's what actually what inspired me. Strangely enough, how that game made me want to play Metal Gear. Storyline is conveyed um, through the some, game. Like, how do they approach that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, honestly, the art style kind of. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Man. So like if if you if you look up what oh, snake so looks like in this game, it's like what, like who, who dressed this well, he man? Lost his memory, like, so. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So like he, I don't he he looks rough, but um, it's a far it's definitely like a very far cry of like what Metal Gear really is. But I, I find it significantly more enjoyable than like 
the first game, Metal Gear Acid, but just it's such a it's such its its own it's it is literally its own thing. Yeah, uh, and I wish I made more. <laughs> I need more Metal Gear Acid. Well, so what you, so okay. What about this? If they may, if a new game was made, let's say by the people who made that card based battle system, and just didn't it didn't have Metal Gear anything, but they just made a new card. They use that same battle system in a new game. Would you mm-hmm. play that? Would you get that? Oh, I think so. Absolutely. I, lo- I I love strategy games like like where you have to like you know move and go around and do stuff like XCOM or um, uh, my favorite. Actually, I really loved Mario and Rabbids. Really? Um, yeah, it was a fantastic game. Like I I was blown away by how much fun I had with it um, on the Switch. Um, so and that and like I have I like I love strategy games. So like the and I love Metal Gear and I haven't played a Metal Gear in so long. So like Acid Two seemed like the perfect place to pick up because I never played it as a kid. So, but if yeah, if they made another card game that's that's similar, because I mean it's very it's it's really not anything Metal Gear. Like some of the actions they make, the sounds, you know, they have all the you know the the, the intellectual properties of like of the series there, but. Yeah, it's just like it, it is its own thing. There are some weird, odd choices they make, though. Like, like some of the cards will have like logos on them, and I'm like, did you Google images that are what? supposed to be in Metal Gear and like copy and paste them? <laughs> like, it, it's really weird. Like, there'll be like a Games Radar like logo or GameSpy. I can't remember what it was. Um, huh. on, on one of them, I'm like, why does this look like there's a watermark? Oh, I <laughs> <laughs> some of the images um like it's weird some it's like I, stuff, I don't maybe. i don't know i don't know why but that sounds maybe cool. yeah, who knows the whole yeah, thing metal- sounds like a weird idea but it ended up working out <laughs> i think so but i don't think many people bought well, it year because, well, yeah it's yeah. like such a weird idea but i don't know mm. Ooh, i have no idea the heyday of the PSP. I mean, like how many of the early two thousand card based? Yeah, you know, uh, what's it called? Have the gameplay through card strategy approach. I wonder how many games had done that before this one. There was Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts Chain of Memories. That's the card game system that I remember the most. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I feel like that was kind of. I, I never played it actually, but. Um, I could imagine being annoyed by that because it's like a, a main installment in the series too. Yeah, very necessary for any Kingdom Hearts players. I enjoyed it though. I had a fun time with that game. So like, I'm not. I am actually not against card-based video games. I hate card-based real games. <laughs> like, I will. You will not catch me at a poker table. But I do enjoy some Slay the Spire, and I think I would enjoy Acid too. Exactly. Exactly. Same idea. You know, like. When you finally pull off a combo, when you're like, and you're like, yeah, I'm good. Like this is such a good game. So yeah, that little bit of luck makes it a little, just that much more. Awesome. Yeah. Well. Awesome. I love hearing about your PSP adventures. Like that's the archive because I know so little about <laughs> the PSP and its and its you know library. But like hearing you talk about the different things you played on revisiting it is really cool. Yeah, the PSP was definitely under. Um, undervalued definitely had more life in it i think it was this it was the switch before the switch it was it needed well, to be better speaking supported. of obscure games yep. and archived games 
Miles, you have a new device that you lovingly call the, <laughs> the all for one device. <laughs> what is this all for one? It is a I, I thought it was a My, My Hero <laughs> Academia reference. I was like, oh no. <laughs> I got First of all, up. it is one for all. Oops. I just keep so, show some respect to My Hero Academia. <laughs> <episode>. <laughs> Whoops, got my size. <laughs> yeah. I'll be so ashamed. <laughs> so, uh, one for all is what I have lovingly named this, like, <laughs> essentially this uh, all in one game console that I bought off Amazon on a whim because <laughs> I saw a really cool TikTok about it. <laughs> basically, <laughs> it, basically, it has all the retro game consoles and at least about. And a very large library of games for each console up to the Dreamcast. So like, and it comes with two controllers as well. So I have just been digging deep into this old archive of games. Um, you know, Super Nintendo, Vectrex, uh, ColecoVision, Genesis, Master System, the Sega 32X, the, the Sega Neo, whatever that is. The, uh, the Sammy Atomis Wave. Can you tell me about your favorite Sammy Atomis Wave game, John? Uh, I, I, I don't even know. What I feel like North I have to make Star? up words. Yeah, I also love Fist of the North Star. What a great game. <laughs> uh, I have to make up words, I feel like. This doesn't even state things, dude. <laughs> yeah. The Sammy Atomis Wave? Atomis Wave. Yes, but that's actually one of my favorites that I've discovered through this whole thing. Point is, I've been playing a lot of like old arcade games, um, not really much of the Super Nintendo, just because I've had my time with that, just emulating on my like PC or whatever. But like, I had a lot of fun playing old Neo Geo and SNK games, like really, like the ones that were truly like arcadey in terms of like insert a quarter, like you got the joystick and these buttons. You know, I played a lot of Puzzle Bobble. I've been playing this I'm golf crazy. game, Neo Turf Masters, which is like crazy. I know you get these awesome, like you get these awesome narrated lines that are just, <laughs> and there's these bars and meters to swing the the club to get. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to describe. Hard to describe some of these games, but like in terms of the game design, they're very gameplay oriented, and I kind of miss that in terms of, in comparison to our modern day gaming experience, which is more about selling a theater experience, which feels like a story and a game and like all this stuff wrapped up into one. But when games used to just be like simply about like, hey, here's a concept and we're just gonna make this all just <laughs> pressing buttons and moving joysticks and wiggling stuff around and having fun. And just that simplicity has really spoke, has really spoken to me. Like, yeah. um, I don't know, in these past like couple of weeks. So like just yeah. into the old Neo Geo library, like with like Neo Turf Masters, Wind Jammers, it's baseball been, yeah, stars. Yeah, it's been wild. I've been playing some top. with him. Um, it's, oh my god! It is like it, it's like having a whole arcade in one little console. And sometimes we'll pull up ones that we know that we played before through you know emulation or whatever. But other times, like we've ne we don't know how to play these games at all, and so it'll just load. And it's really just like putting a quarter in and just having like they don't hold your hand. They don't give you really good instructions there's just a whole bunch of lights and sounds and uh just <laughs> leading you on and um some of the concepts are just so strange like there was one we were playing the other day which is like a sideways tetris <laughs> i still have no idea what was happening <laughs> 
What? Yeah. It was right. super. It was a sideways Tetris battler. So <laughs> we were just sending things to each other, but like, I don't know, the rules were so strange. Right. And they had these <laughs> kind of cute anime like design. Like cats and lightning. Right. And, right. Know, and you're like, what is this even from? <laughs> what does this even mean? A ton of fun. <laughs> yep. Cats? Cats they- and lightning. What? Yeah. We'll just go like one. Huh. <laughs> We'll go one second playing like a horizontal like side scroller shooter to like this <laughs> to a puzzle game to a <laughs> I don't know to an upside down like vehicle <laughs> racer. Um, have you gotten a hole in one yet in the golf game? No, it's impossible. I've gotten a birdie though, <laughs> like I've gotten a couple birdies. And when you get like a bogey, there's this awesome like animation that shows like yeah, your like golf. Yeah, it's been so fun going, to see oh, the classic no. sound effects and voice lines and stuff. <laughs> like I want to just equip my phone now with a bunch of new like text tones and and stuff because it's just a lot of fun. <laughs> All the style. Yeah, like that's awesome. You've been in a David Buster's, right? And you remember like playing like <laughs> a game like let's say Hydro Thunder. <laughs> 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 You know, the way they, you remember what Hydro Thunder sounded like in terms of like going through checkpoints and then you hear like the narrator. Checkpoint. Checkpoint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kind of yeah. stuff. It's like, oh man, that brings me back. Like right in my heart, I feel it. It just pulls that little string and I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm here for. And Thomas Wave does that. And by the way, I do want to mention this to you because there is a Fist of the North Star fighting game on a Thomas Wave developed by the guys who made, by the people who made Guilty Gear, and it is incredible. Who? Wow. Who? Who is 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 Rao in it? Yes, he is, and he's the final boss. If you're playing as Ken, and is and he is amazing, and all the special moves are fantastic. And that game is so inscrutable, just as much as Guilty Gear is. And it was very hard, and I never beat it, but I had a lot of fun playing it. And it was like the amount of detail to Fist of the North Star that was in it. I just think that you would really appreciate it. Heck yeah, I love. I mean, we, you and I had that whole journey with Fist of the North Star. Exactly. Um, what's wait? What's the what's this one called? Fist of the North Star, like some weird. You know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, probably some subtitle that I can't remember. <laughs> Maybe Fight Destiny or something like that. Something involving destiny. I would just Google search like Fist of the North Star arcade game, and like, yeah, it's it's awesome. Ah, uh, wow. That's awesome. I I, I need yeah, that. Great. I want to play that. Classics, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, but yes, yes, right. Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy IX is on there. Cast Bandicoot, like just the weirdest selections. And I'm like, okay, sure. Right, Sonic Adventure. <laughs> really, crazy. the first one? Yes, and two, and Take Crazy Taxi, and two. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hey, boy. <laughs> right gotta get that paper boy it's uh yeah it is it is great great time waster whenever i'm like bored just start it up and the thing is like a square i'm talking about like two like three inches probably by by three inches like just a square little device and it holds all these like fifty thousand games and i don't know i've just been really pleased with it getting a lot of mileage out of it and i will not tell That's- you guys where to get it but um you know if you search all in one consoles i'm sure you'll get something i don't know i want to at least but the original rights holders to these games get their payment. I'm not going to out here push semi-legal products. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. so... Oh, go ahead, John. Gotcha. <clears throat> um, yep, we'll wrap it up. Uh, 
say uh, if we want to transition Dark to Souls. Dark Souls. John, take it away. Sweet. So, for those of you that don't know, like I love the Dark Souls series. It's my favorite. The whole everything from From Software is like I have been deeply invested in the lore and the experience of Dark Souls, and I remember my first time actually overcoming like my first adversity in the game, the Bell Gargoyles. Such a such a memorable time in Solaire and saluting the sun. I love it. I love it. Um, so, anyways, I recently got back into Dark Souls because I wanted to replay them. Like I haven't had the time, uh, but now I I, I kind of do. Well, I'm I'm kind of like you know budgeting my time differently now. But my goodness, Dark Souls! I remember um, Miles. I remember when we went to go buy Dark Souls back in the day. Wow. How long ago? <laughs> <laughs> um, what a time! Yeah, and and I remember was like I, I remember thinking like I had no idea if this was going to be like something up my alley, but the the world itself is just it's reminding me how like it's reminding me of like a, definitely like a, a more joyful time in my life when I didn't have many things to like do or um, just my life was different, and I'm I'm really enjoying this nostalgic feeling, and it's not an old game. I don't think I don't think it's considered old, but I love the I love how how vicious the game can be, uh, and how difficult at times. But like now, like so, I used to be a spellcaster, and uh, Miles, I I feel like you always make the the, the dance for the spellcaster. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> yeah, just like, <laughs> like you just you just you just basically lift your right arm up, and then you just spin your hand, and then you spin your hips a little bit, yep, and swing. your shoulders. And then you you cast a spell, but you know. But now I've grown up. Now I am fighting physically. Uh, I'm using an ultra great sword, <laughs> and it's great. I love cutting people. It's great. Strong berserk vibes. Love it. Like my my two handed heavy wow. attack smashes opponents to the floor. Like they, they're <laughs> like I'm, like like legitimately like hits them. Then they're on the floor and they're like, oh, I gotta get them. What a great feeling. Mm-hmm. So, I'm getting there to I'm getting to Blight Town soon, uh, and I really don't want to go there. But yeah, I'm sorry. Blight Town is like Poisonville, oh, basically. Everything's poisonous. Everything and anything there is poisonous. It's isn't it also the most yeah. glitched part of the game too. Well, yeah, the frame rate drops really low uh, because there's just so much happening. Um, but I, I haven't. I, I have the remastered version now on PlayStation Four, so it should be better. I've heard it's better. Um, I mean, parts of the game that didn't function correctly cool. on the original on the PS3 now function correctly, which is nice. Uh, like the grave, there's a, there's one covenant you can join for Gravelord Nito. He has his Gravelord servants. Uh, that mechanic didn't work in the original game, uh, just because of how you know I guess networks worked, like the internet's and such, uh, the interwebs. But um, but now like everything like because the, the general idea is you would curse people's worlds and make them harder, uh, and it didn't work before. But now it does. But wow, make people work harder. Basically, so I mean it's great, but like it it makes it more challenging. But um, one thing I was thinking about that I I don't know if you knew this, Miles or, or Preen. Um, so there's these there's like lots of mysteries with the game, and there's this creature. Uh, I guess there are multiple creatures actually that only can spawn if someone dies losing a massive amount of souls. 
in other people's worlds, this creature will spawn. And it's like, I can't remember what it looks like exactly or what it's what it's called, but it like shoots lasers at you. And it's like literally only exists if someone loses, like, like does not recover their <laughs> massive amount of souls in a specific in, in, in various spots. <laughs> it's like a manifestation of their grief. Oh, my God. More, more. Yeah, more or less. And I remember I ran into one. I've, I mean, I've seen them like maybe once or twice. Um, but like, yeah, it's like it's definitely a spectacle. Wow. They're strong too. They're not. They're not weak. Whoa. But you get. A, I think you get all the souls that were stored in it. That is actually a really cool mechanic. I had no no idea about that. Yeah, it, it, I don't think you can really. You can't really force it to happen for someone. Like it just. It just has to happen. Right. Did uh, did the other games continue that mechanic? Uh, I don't recall. I don't think I've ever seen it in the second or third one. Mm. I know for sure I've, I've never seen it in the third one. I wouldn't be surprised if it exists, though. But, um, yeah, I remember just it's because you know, you when you play the game a lot, like you like you recognize every enemy, enemy type. So, like, when I saw this one, it's like this small crab like thing that shoots lasers and like. I don't know. I, I don't even really know what it is because there's different forms of it as well, like different variations. Mm. Uh, is it depending on so, the amount of souls lost? Yeah, I, I think so. Wow, I'd like have a to look. Grand crab. <laughs> if someone really yeah. fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I'd need to check the extra life, but like, yeah, I, I, I thought it was. I, I loved, I love that about Dark Souls. I love being summoning. I love summoning people to help me. I love uh, the PvP aspect, especially now because the network connections are a lot better. Man, back in the day, you'd no walk honor. up to someone and get backstabbed by them. <laughs> like immediately would just like well like they'd like warp Man. behind you and like just backstab. Yeah. I am just oh, about I'm yes. like I'm glad you're playing Dark again. I'm just about stories. to start my Dark Souls journey actually. Um I played Bloodborne before, which was a ton of fun and an awesome world. I love I love the world that that has created so i'm really eager to check out dark souls and from soft's storytelling approach because man there's a lot to <laughs> a lot to check out and you don't hold your hand mm -hmm. at all it seems um yeah looking forward to it yeah pc yeah and, yeah. Uh, and what, what are you playing it on or what are you going to play it on pc hmm. yeah no, i was gonna say i'll summon you if you're on ps4 but you know, I think what I love about it is the messaging system. Like all, all, all of it, just seems so well done. <laughs> um, like I leave messages. You know, sometimes little cheeky messages. Right, like, I know. Try I jumping, laugh at those at and it's like time. you know, a cliff <laughs> that kills you. <laughs> yeah, and like what's cool is like you know, if you I don't know if you know if you rate that, whoever put it down will get a oh. extra Estus flask in a minute. Yeah, in that cool. in that second or whatever that happens. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, so there's a, there's a, there's reasons to put messages down because like in a pinch, say you're in a boss fight, and you're like, oh, I don't have any Estus. Someone likes your message, you get an Estus flask. Every like you get a, a, an Estus, or just the first one, or like. Uh, I I'm not sure. It, I, it can't be everyone. I, that wouldn't make. I don't. I mean, I'm sure there's some kind of algorithm, like maybe one every, you know, maybe for the first one, then maybe every two, and I don't know. Right. I'm not, I can't. Right. For sure. Of course, the Dark Souls mysterious algorithms. <laughs> There's a, always something going on that we don't know about. I uh, I killed Havel, um, 
the the I don't know if you know Havel. I know Havel. Uh, yeah. Havel, 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 Havel. Yeah, <laughs> Havel, Havel. I don't know. Um, I murdered him. He's tough because he he's cool. But like, if you if you want to know more about the Dark Souls or even Bloodborne universe, I I have there's so many YouTube channels that cover the lore. I'm sure I will, and it helps it. you appreciate it so much more. Yeah. Yeah, because such a convoluted world. I mean, time doesn't isn't time literally isn't working correctly in the Dark Souls universe. Like, oh wow, that's how they explain it. Like things are phasing in and out of each other's worlds. So actually, that's what Solaire says to you. Uh, he's like, you know, we for this moment where we were more or less blessed to meet each other because the worlds are convoluted. That's why we don't see each other often. Wow. But sometimes we can phase into each other's worlds. I think that's the gen- that's the general idea of what summoning is. Wow. Is the first Dark Souls your favorite? Uh, I'd say yeah, yeah, it's my favorite. So, do you plan? I like continuing the two and three. Yes. So two gets a lot of flack for being um, not the same. Um, in my personal opinion, I didn't like the bosses. They just weren't as it. It, it wasn't as. Um, lore heavy for the bosses and a lot of them were pretty humanoid in my opinion um like we didn't get like creatures or we got some but it wasn't i just feel like there wasn't as much backstory for them and that's what i loved about the first one it's like oh this monster you fought was actually this you know other person at one point or is this sentry that's meant to guard and protect this place from blah 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 you know in the second one it's kind of it's, it's just different it's good though they have a bunch of cool weapons though um Twin blades. Um, my brother loves the twin blades. I do too. Um, they because they introduced a different mechanic where you can. What was I, I get them mixed up? It's like power stance where you can like dual wield things and you can like have like a a different kind of move set based off the whatever you like whatever weapon it is. Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty sweet. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I would love to dual wield. Mm-hmm. Mm, never even considered that. Yeah, in the first game, you can't really dual wield. It's just not how the game works. Like, you can, but it's just literally aesthetic. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. Dash and soul. Any recommended builds for a first character? Yeah. (laughs) I want to see this spell dance, though. Not possible Uh, answer. Invest in... Invest... No. Invest in... Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, real quick. Sorcerer is good to be. That's what he was. I'm pretty sure, right? Sorcerer, like I was sorcerer. Yeah, yeah. intelligence mm-hmm. and attunement because you need attunement in order in order to equip more spells. I was a pyromancer, which is just <laughs> you get five fireballs oh in the gosh. beginning, and other than that, you're shit out of luck. Yeah, pyromancy is cool though. I I love pyromancy. <laughs> Just maybe not for your very cool. first time. I have to do something besides like Souls. large sword because that was kind of my build for yeah, I, I, yeah. Dexterity I is cool. Oh, Dex, dexterity is fun. You get like fast weapons. Well, cool. You'll have to keep us updated on your Dark Souls journey again. Yeah. Part yeah. two Redux. Please. Ab- I love when you play Dark Absolutely. Souls. <laughs> like hearing your Dark Souls stories are always fun and enjoying. So. <laughs> can't wait heck yeah well that i love me my dark souls this episode thanks for sticking with us we did it we did it 
not not just us, yeah. the hosts, but you, the listener, end. you did it. <laughs> you did it. You us. listened to us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well get out of here now, then. <laughs> get on your little stamps. <laughs> Go on, get, and, get, get a healthy pat on the butt and scoot you on out yeah, to the go play outside. I hope you have a good week or a good weekend. Free air. Are. Good day. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you have good dreams and this is your nighttime well, I wasn't thing. Judging, I don't know. I'm not going to judge your life, <laughs> your routine. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we will see you next time on Nerd Sandwich. <laughs>